Hello and welcome to another edition of Presence, How to Live and Lead Consciously. Uh, Ravi and I are coming to you today with a fantastic topic on asset-based leadership. We're filming this in the month of November and we just are very aware that November is a time for great gratitude and often that gratitude is about giving to somebody else. And what we've learned in our coaching and our speaking and working with our clients is that the more we can bring our assets to the workplace and our assets to our family, the more successful that we are. So in this show, we're going to just talk about how do you bring your assets to work and to life to be more present and be a better positive presence in the world. Yeah, and so let's get to, um, and, and just again, a reminder that we've got two shows a week now, right? With, with presence, we have our power show on Tuesdays, which is free, which will always be free. Uh, and then this deep dive show on Thursday. And for November and December, the deep dive show, you can get totally for free if you subscribe to presence on iTunes. And so please make sure you, you search the iTunes for the podcast for presence or Holly's name or my name, and you'll be able to find a subscribe there. Starting in January, you'll need to subscribe. You'll be able to access this plus other resources with a subscription. You'll always get the power show, but the deep dive show are for those who really want to go in deep into these concepts and get a lot more. So, Let's jump into the definitions here. Now, when we're talking about appreciation or asset-based leadership. So, Robbie, thanks for this. We, we had to talk about this in the pre-show because um, I was sort of curious about it. An asset. An asset is something of value, a person or a thing that is valuable. You know, we talk about our home being an asset. So for us personally, perhaps it is our ability to be an accountant. Um, be, I'm great with numbers. I'm great on a stage or you're really good at listening. These are the types of things that are assets. Uh, we talked, we were talking about the difference in appreciation, asset or appreciation based leadership. Appreciation is a deep ability to understand the value and the worth or the quality of something, uh, bringing that into your full awareness and your full understanding uh, within yourself and within your company so that you can live a more purposeful and leadership life. So leadership is really the process of influencing which maximizes those assets or the gifts from other people. And when we harness all those gifts, we're able to move in purposeful determination towards receiving a goal. And uh, Ravi has a quote here um, from Bill Gates. As we look ahead into the next century of leaders, leaders will be those people who empower others. Yeah, and, and the key to asset-based leadership is about empowering is really about discovering the gifts that someone has and helping them bring that forth right to to much better purpose and where this comes from is something called asset-based community development traditionally in community development you look at oh what are all the problems in the community that we have to address right we've got uh homelessness here we've got poverty here we've got drug issues here and you focus on all the negativity and all the problems and in the power show we this week we did a um a little, little exercise that showed you how quickly we can switch and just focus on the problems asset-based community development uh, in in contrast what it does is it look at what are the strengths uh, I did a lot of work with the uh, the Red Cross uh, a couple of years ago, and at one of the conferences, someone was talking about 
two situations where there was a disaster. And in one, they had this one family that was dealing with all sorts of things that, you know, the father was, uh, was unemployed and, and depressed. The mother had uh, a depression and certain other disabilities. The, the, one of the kids was, uh, had ADD diagnosis and was running, getting into all sorts of problems. Another of the kids was, um, was uh, totally disengaged and so on and so forth. Then there was this other family where you had the father was uh, incredibly skilled with uh, in carpentry and had all of these uh, abilities. The mother was very good with accounting and numbers and putting things together. The son had really great, he was very um, strong and, and dexterous. He was a great athlete. And, and the daughter was someone who's really good at, at creating things, at crafts and such. So two very different families, you would think, but they were actually the same family. The first view is looking at the problems they had. The second view is looking at what the assets they had to bring to help the whole community. And so what asset-based community development does, let's take it to the management side in, in general organizations is instead of looking at the problems you have, what do we do in uh, performance evaluations? Largely, we look at what are the weaknesses that you got to look at. Well, if all you do is focus on your weaknesses, you're going to make everyone equally inadequate. That's really what it is. And this is where strengths-based leadership aligns with this, where let's focus on the strengths. And if, you're, if you've got a weakness that's not critical to your job, you find someone else that compliments you who has that as a strength, right? So it's, it's about looking at what you got, not what you don't have to move you forward. Yeah. Um, one of the tools I use is a tool called Emergenetics. It's the combination of Emerge and Genetics. How much of these strengths are innately born in and how much of these strengths can we learn over time? And it's, it's said within this particular research tool that those don't change altogether too much and it tends to be your preferences of how you want to run your life. And you know, my, my preference is always to be conceptual. I, you know, put me on a meditation pillow, let me, let me download that wisdom, that future, that thing, and share it in the world. Put me on a stage and let me speak. But I know that speaking is the number one fear of most people. So I like to surround myself with people that have complementary skills to, to mine in the workplace. And that's not always easy because it does mean that we have to admit we're not good at everything all the time. Really? Uh, no, 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 that whole perfectionist thing, not so much. But, um, but it's hard because we, on some level, you know, we're conditioned in our school system that, you know, we have to go in and we have to learn all these skills and then, you know, come out and be this well-rounded person. And while I'm very proud of my liberal arts education, I also know it's because I had a variety of experiences now that I've been able to know what works for me, what doesn't work for me, and what strengths I can uniquely give to the world. Yeah, and so if we go back to the the asset-based community development, some of the principles there are really relevant to, and this is for looking at you yourself, but also with your team, right? So first of all, everyone has gifts. You know, there's, you know, we usually think of the people we really have difficulties with as we just look at all the problems. Guess what? They have some strengths. They have some gifts too. Let's go in with that filter relationships build a community that's the key it's not just doing your job it's the relationships that that are the lifeblood of of any organizations leaders involve others leaders are not you know i've always said a leader's job is not to do anything 
you should not be doing anything as a leader. Your job is to make sure it gets done. And so it's about how do you engage everyone to their strengths and, and, and their passions. The people care. There are some people who are very cynical. I believe people care. They may have had to beaten down because of how things have happened in the organization, but I think our innate nature is to care. Um, that you want to listen more than you speak because the wisdom is out there. I've always found the wisdom is in the group. And ask. For goodness sakes, ask for ideas. Your job is not to have the answers. Your job is to make sure the answers get developed and get, get executed. So those are some of the principles of asset-based community development that I believe are completely relevant to any sort of leadership. Yeah, and in my tip, I, I, I'm, I'm defaulting back to the five steps I use in a lot of the shows, recognize. Take time to recognize the best in yourself and the best in your employees. And November is the perfect time. You know, write that thank you note, send out that certificate, uh, take somebody to coffee, give a little thank you note, hey, you're really great, great at this. You know, we're all going into retail stores right now. People are really stressed and buying stuff. But you always get that one great salesperson that really knows exactly where the product is or services you are. Take time to recognize that person, the little note to the manager, or just even in the moment, hey, Mary, you were really great at that, or John or Sarah. Uh, unify, recognize is step one. Unify those strengths with the projects that make them work. If you've got somebody who's great on the front line, I say, my, my strength is shaking hands and kissing babies. Put me in the front line. Let me shake hands and kiss babies all day long. Don't put me back behind the stage, turning on the lights and recording and all of that. Well, I can do it doesn't necessarily mean I, mean I should. Three is realize. Realize when people are at their best, they can make yourself and your company better and just creates that positive spiral of really great energy. So if you see somebody in a downward spiral, sit down and have that conversation with them. See what skills they want to bring out into the world. Of course, that next step for me is always give thanks. And then the last step is release it to a power greater than you. Uh, you know, sometimes you just have to let go and say, this isn't mine to do and, and let other people step in. So th those are my tips. Recognize, unify, realize, Thanksgiving, and of course, when all else fails, release. Yep. And for me, I think a lot of uh, it comes down to how do you get the strengths. And a tool I use with a lot of my clients is the Strengths Finder or similarly Strengths-Based Leadership. Two books put out by the Gallup organization. The research is so rock solid on this stuff. What, if you just go out and buy the books, um, each of them has a code to an online survey uh, that takes about 40 minutes. It's very thorough. And... It identifies your five strengths out of 33. It's not going to tell you your weaknesses because that's not relevant. And the key is it says if is to focus on your strengths and leverage them. The only weaknesses you need to address are those that may um, become uh, get in the way of your job. They're never going to become a strength, uh, but you do need to address them. But if they're not relevant to your job, like, for example, if someone who's running late all the time, if you're working independently on a project, does that matter? No. So why beat them up for not being at the office on time? If someone is a receptionist, yeah, if they're always running 20 minutes late, that's critical. That's got to be addressed. 
So, you know, just because it's a weakness doesn't mean you have to, to focus on it. I, I did a keynote yesterday morning for the Department of National Defense here. And I mean, one of the things I find blows me away every time I do a development program with them, right? It's a day-long development program. I may show up an hour early to do setup. I'm the last one there. I don't care. They show up like an hour, hour and a half before a meeting. It's like, why? You know, it's not a matter of national defense to be at them. And yet it's there. And for some people, that's great. For some people, it's incredibly stressful. So why force everybody to do that? Right? So once you do the strengths finder, it's really great to do it with your team. Look at what everyone's strengths are. Look at what your strengths are and say, are we doing the right jobs? Maybe you need to shuffle around the tasks so that people can play to the strengths. And, and the other thing, I, the caveat I'd say is, it's not just what you're good at. It's what are you passionate about? And you may be great at something, but if you don't love it, well, you're not going to put all your energy into it. i give you an example. I'm really good at complexity, working, simplifying complexity. I learned that when I was a physicist. If I still did that, I'd still be buried seven meters underground eating radiation. That's not my passion. My passion is people. I've learned that I can apply that strength of simplifying complexity with people in organizations, transforming organizations. There, it's my strength and it's my passion. So, you know, how can you use the strengths-based leadership to find your strengths, find your passion and your teams, and then leverage it? Yeah, a great quote from that book that you cite, Ravi, is if you spend your life trying to be good at everything, you'll never be great at anything. Again, that's uh, Tom Rath in that book, Strength Based. Yeah. So um, it's been a great show. We've got lots of tips for you. And we have um, our next show. Next week is going to be that last day of November and that first day of, oh my gosh, December already. And the show mirrors our life. We are going to do a show on how to set up healthy boundaries for yourself personally and professionally because we know that those boundaries create the presence that you are in the world. And as we approach the holidays where there's all of the work to be done and all the holiday celebrating to be done and certainly coming together as families, we want to have a candid conversation about how you can set up healthy boundaries for yourself on that first week of December. And the second week of December, we're gonna complement that with another show on how to set up a boundaries with your teams. Um, we know for self first and then teams. So look forward to those shows. Again, subscribe to us on iTunes so you never miss a show. And uh, Robbie, any other closing comments for us as no. we just that, you know, like I say, this November and December, you're getting the only way you get these deep dive shows is by subscribing to the podcast. In January, before January, we'll send you information on how you can uh, subscribe to them uh, so, so that you can keep getting them. You know, this show is a perfect example. The Power Show, we're giving you some real immediate quick hits. This show, we went in really deep into this asset-based, appreciation-based leadership so you can really dig into it. So thank you all for joining us. So excited. This is show 20 and so looking forward to the next 120. Celebrate you. Have a great week. Bye-bye.